All right, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast doing our team-by-team fantasy football reviews for the upcoming 2022 season, Wiz. And we are on to the Cincinnati Bengals, who lost a tough game in that Super Bowl to the Los Angeles Rams. But a a tremendous season for the Bengals and a tremendous season for one Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow, you know, coming off the injury the year before, that knocked him out for the for the season. He he was dynamic, to over forty six hundred yards, um, and yeah, you know I think the the Bengals uh, looked at what they needed and they really addressed the offensive line. Uh, you know, bringing in Alex Kappa at right guard it just was such a weak position for them, and then they were able to sign such a prized possession in him. Um, as well as Ted Karras from the Patriots and Lyle Collins from the Cowboys. So kind of really, you know, showing up a position that there was their weak spot. And for, a, you know, a quarterback that was getting harassed on almost every single pass play to lead the league in completion percentage and yards per uh, catch uh, attempt is is a really incredible stats considering the offensive line play and uh, you have to feel that Joe Burrow is going to build on that and uh, he's right in that block of quarterbacks that you know I'm looking at from like quarterback you know three or four to quarterback seven that I'm very very comfortable having as uh, my overall quarterback I know you mentioned that you're looking at the um, quarterback position this year with a little bit of trepidation in terms of how many guys you could rely on. Is Joe Burrow one of those guys that you feel you can rely on? Yeah, 100%. And as you said, you know, addressing the immediate need, the fact that, you know, the player took 51 sacks in the regular season, 19 more in the postseason, uh, you know, and the fact that he was able to survive that and successfully survive that uh, and making the changes that they made, I- I'm pretty confident in Joe Burrow, uh, plus the fact that uh, our-, our boy John McKenna thought he was going to be a bust coming out of the draft, but that's a whole other story. But no, uh, in all seriousness, yeah, 100% uh, confidence in-, in what Joe Burrow can do. You know, the interesting thing, thing was with this offense, because of his efficiency and some of the big playability in this offense, the Bengals actually had, they ran a lot less plays than offensive plays than a lot of teams and they, and and the fact of the matter is they had a lot less completions because they were able to stretch the field on a number of plays with two players like Jamar Chase and, and T. Higgins. We'll get into the receiving core, but uh, yeah, I have full confidence in, in Joe Burrow as a quarterback in fantasy, a hundred percent. I think he's uh, you know, if you want to rank him in the top three, go for it. But in in my book, he's top five fantasy quarterback. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think um, you could draft him um, as your quarterback one, and he could be a set it and forget it type guy where you're not really worried about who he's playing, where he's playing, any any kind of like that. And that's always that's always good. And uh, you know, uh, speaking of another Joe, Joe Mixon at running back um, is a player that I think has gotten better and better um, as as his you know career has gone on. And um, you know, I, I think he's. Certainly in that group, and uh, considering the offense, and considering that they're in the opposing team's red zone a lot with that offense, that, uh, you know, I'm comfortable drafting Joe Mixon in the top 10 or 12 at the position. Uh, I think he's rock solid. I think there are other players that, you know, some guys like McCaffrey and Barkley and 
coming off injuries and Elliot looks like, you know, he may not be the same player. And then other guys are in kind of like committees. Joe Mixon is clearly the guy on a good offense. In your opinion, do those combination of factors entrench him as running back one? So, Not overall one, but in the top 10 at the position. Yeah, top 10 at the position, and, and certainly last year, 1,600 total yards, 1,200 rushing, 400 receiving, uh, 16 total touchdowns. You know, big numbers, really big numbers. A good offense, right? You know, I think there's a lot of trust in the player. There, I have seen a few comments, Wiz, where they kind of want to relax his workload a little bit. So, you know, I have to keep an eye on what that looks like, but it's not going to prevent me from drafting him as a top 10 running back. You know, whether it's Evans or P. Ryan that actually gets that kind of backup role, that, that remains to be seen. But Joe Burrow is a certain player to, to, I think, touch the ball when healthy, you know, 65 to 70% of the time for the Bengals uh, out of the offensive backfield. Yeah, Joe Mixon, yeah. Uh, I definitely agree. Looking at the backup, though, I mean, you know, Chris Evans is, brings a different dynamic to the field. If you drive Joe Mixon and you're in a deeper league where, you know, you could waste a, a roster spot on getting a handcuff, how are you looking at that? Because, I don't know, I think some P. Ryan's an okay player, uh, but Chris Evans brings a different dynamic. I mean, he was injured at some points this season last year. Well, what are you doing if you have a deep roster and you could use a uh, you know a spot on a backup uh, mixing? I think it's complicated. We've seen this before, Wiz, when a, when a, when a top-line running back goes down, it is not an automatic slam dunk that one guy is going to be able to kind of carry the workload and you'll kind of, you'll kind of see the workload split a bit more. Uh, yeah, I think we saw it in the past when Eckler went down where, where you saw a little bit more 50, 50 between, you know, the, I, I guess in the case of, of, of the Chargers last year, it was Kelly and Jackson kind of trying to do that a uh, little bit of round tree as well. So I, it does sound like that, that, Evans is the guy they want to put in there a little bit more. But, you know, Pirine was on the field in key situations last year. And, you know, I got to believe if Mixon goes down, I could see a situation where it's a 50-50 split between those other guys behind. So I don't think it's it's clear at this moment. Perhaps it becomes a little bit more clearer. We'll watch for some of the commentary, especially we've talked about this before, Wiz, around what the beat writers are seeing, uh, particularly in camp. I think it's a situation that needs to be monitored. Yeah, kind of like what we saw when Derrick Henry went down. It was kind of a, a mixed bag at running back. Um, we talked about with the Ravens that Lamar Jackson, probably not the type of quarterback to support 2,000-yard receivers. I don't think that's the case with the Cincinnati Bengals. So my question to you is, well, Jamar Chase is a wide receiver one, certainly much stronger than that top five top three at the position you got to feel is a second year in the league another year with with his college teammate joe burrow is it as simple as jamar chase wide receiver one t higgins wide receiver two tyler boyd wide receiver three on your fantasy team or do you think that this offense can support two top 12 receivers and T Higgins could kind of sneak in the top 12 at the position. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to touchdowns, right? Because last year there was a big difference in touchdowns between between uh, Higgins and, and Chase where 13 for, 13 for Chase and 6 for Higgins. If that number balances out a little bit more, there's an argument to be made that both can be in the top and both can be in the top 12. Uh, and, you know, Tyler Boyd wasn't that far from a 1,000-yard season. I think he had about 100, 850 yards. And the targets were 
were pretty closely distributed, actually. I think it was 128 for Chase, 110 for Higgins, and 94 for Tyler Boyd. So, you know, Joe Burrow makes it a point. And obviously, the players are used differently. Though I will say, Wiz, I felt as the season wore on last year with Jamar Chase, they started to get a little bit more creative about the way they were using him around the line of scrimmage, jet sweeps, uh, quick quick pass on, on, on right on the right on the line of scrimmage. This I sensed a little bit of a change in the way Jamar Chase was used a little bit later in the season. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it, you know, is, is touchdown dependency. Um, and these young players are just going to get, you know, better and better, um, you know, as, as, as the years go on. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, boy, this is going to be one of the best teams to stack quarterback wide receivers where, you, you know, you could get Joe Burrow, you know, throwing 4,500, 5,000 yards and uh, over 40 touchdowns and you could kind of stack Higgins and Jamar Chase, so it, it's definitely one of the most, um, you know, teams that I, I would like to stack in terms of uh, quarterback to receiver. Um, tight end, um, kind of making a, a switch this year. Hayden Hurst appears to be the starting tight end, and Drew Sample, you know, kind of like the 1B type tight end. And Do you think this is a situation where Hayden Hurst can do enough to be drafted as a top 12 at the position? Or do you think with those receivers and Joe Mixon that it, there's just too many mouths to feed before they get to Hayden Hurst and he's more of maybe a bi-week starter? Yeah, he, uh, he's a bi-week guy for me. I think there's just way too much. You know, the running backs on this team last year had over 80 targets combined. Uh, so right. and and you and and I talked about the targets that were distributed to the to the receivers. So just, uh, while while Uzuma had a couple of big games last year, it was just too sporadic. Uh, I'd be fine with if if you needed something on a bye week, but I don't know that you'd be able to count on, and especially first year player chemistry not there. I wouldn't trust that uh, as as Hayden Hurst walking into a situation and becoming a top twelve tight end. Yeah, I think he's you know they're they're. It's a position where there are just many, many, many more interesting um, options. And uh, in terms of the special teams for the Bengals, um, you know, the Bengals' defense at times, um, especially when they got leads, um, their defense was, was, was okay. Are the Bengals a defense that you would think about drafting, or how would you view them? I mean, there's not really much to say about McPherson. He kind of you know, became the star of the postseason with his uh, not only lengthy kicks, but his clutch kicks as well. Um, so you want to just give some, some analysis on the Bengals' defense and McPherson? Yeah, yeah. so on the defense, I, I thought Ted Hen- uh, Hendrickson was probably one of the best signings uh, in the in the, in the offseason the previous year, and, and he paid huge dividends for this defense. It was a big difference maker. Uh, but the fact of the matter is the Bengals' pass defense ranked 27th in the NFL uh, against the pass, and, you know, they tried to address that in the draft. Their first two picks in the draft were, were secondary guys. Uh, but, I you know, I think you can mix and match them depending on the opponent is what I would say. That would be my lean on the Bengals. I think, like I said, uh, up front, I'm confident in it. I'm not quite confident in their ability to defend the pass. And 
frankly, they're probably going to be in a number of shootouts because of the way this offense kind of operates. So that's one. And McPherson was just a monster in the postseason. I mean, he was kicking it from everywhere. Uh, I think he made 14 field goals um, that were longer, if I'm not mistaken, than were they 14 field goals, including the postseason, over 50 yards? I believe that was the case, which is, I, I think, a record, if I'm not mistaken. So a monster year from, from, from McPherson. And I think McPherson is a top three kicker coming into this season, Was Yeah, it's, it's impressive. You know, he made 9 of 11 50-plus in the regular season. But the number that stands out to me is that 11. That's 11 attempts that the coach sent him out there to kick 50-plus. That's so important that the coach has the confidence to send your field goal kicker out for 57 yard or 58 yarder. And by the way, your league hopefully really rewards long field goals. I just don't like these leagues. This will be for another podcast where a 30 something yard field goal is three, a 40 something yard field goal and a 50 something yard field goal is five. Like the difference between kicking a 32 yard field goal and a 58 yard field goal should be more than two fantasy points. But that's for another day, another another talk about uh, special teams in fantasy football. But 9 for 11, 50-plus uh, is tremendous for a rookie. And uh, I think to your point, there's no reason to think that that will not continue. And I guess the one, you know, does the fact that this offense, the fact that this offense is efficient, does that kind of steer you away from him? Or you wouldn't be, you, you, that's kind of picking it, uh, that's getting, too nitty-picky. Uh, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think it's too nitty-picky because it's not like Lamar Jackson, even as great as Justin Tucker is, like when they get in fourth and two with the 37-yard line, he just convinces Harbaugh to go in for it, and it takes some attempts away. I don't think the Bengals have that kind of offense, and the year that McPherson had, I think that they will send him out for these, these type of situations. So all systems go. McPherson... Uh, pretty confident with that offense with the coach sending him out there and more importantly with his accuracy on the long field holes um you know to your point uh one of the first kickers that you probably should take all righty fantastic Wiz. great job as always guru and Wiz fantasy football podcast we're on spotify we're on soundcloud and we're on apple podcasts we're doing each and every nfl team one by one uh, the next one's going to be interesting, Wiz, because uh, Cleveland Browns is certainly one of the more complicated storylines uh, of the offseason and heading into the 2022 season. But that's next. Wiz, great job, and uh, talk to you later. Yep, you do the same. Thank you.